Three wide receivers that you didn't think you'd be starting in your fantasy playoff matchup? Well, you might have good reason to do so. We'll tell you about it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Time to look at the advanced stats with our Jacob Gibbs. I'm Adam Azer here with your Saturday edition of Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Let's get a win. Let's hope these games actually get played. Okay, first guy we're talking about is Amonra St. Brown. Coming off a couple of good performances. PBR stud lately. Can he do it again, Jacob? Yeah, definitely a PPR stud. 20 catches in the last two games, uh, 12 targets in each of those games. Uh, Yeah, I'm really liking the spot here for St. Brown. And I think if you are somebody who's going to be using the Arizona receivers, um, particularly in DFS, um, you should be bringing it back with St. Brown because like for Arizona to remain aggressive through the air, it's going to need, you know, it's going to require to to put some points on the board. And I'm not sure how they're going to do that without TJ Hawkinson and probably DeAndre Swift the most likely way is St. Brown. Um, so I really like the correlation here. We've seen him just really targeted at a high rate. He's one of just five players um, with a target share above 30% over the past two games. And I think that's going to continue. I mean, they, they just don't have very many options. And then he's also facing an Arizona defense that really um, suits his route tree well. They really keep everything in front of him and funnel, you know, short and intermediate targets. Um, and that's, of course, you know, the type of routes that St. Brown is running. Um, he's, he's got a 6.64 yard average depth of target on the year, which is right in line um, with Arizona's opponent average depth of target of 6.55. So I think everything lines up really well for another uh, high volume game from St. Brown. It might not be super efficient. Arizona does have a pretty good defense and Detroit could struggle to put any points on the board. Um, But if they're going to do it, I think it'll be through the rookie. And if you are going with a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, which one would you choose? I think Kirk projects better, and I, and I think he's going to be the more popular play in, in DFS, and I think that makes sense. Um, but I think it's important to not forget about A.J. Green. I think he actually brings a lot of upside in this matchup. Um, you know, you never want to place a bet on A.J. Green. He's been one of the least efficient receivers in the NFL over the last couple of years, particularly on deep targets, which is what we're going to focus on here. Um, in this matchup against Detroit, the reason that we're focused on Green is because the Lions – have just been targeted downfield at the highest rate in the NFL all year long. Um, in neutral situations, they've led the NFL in average depth of target um, by their opponents the entire season. It's not been close. Um, and they've also given up you know, yards at a really high rate and completion at a really high rate on those targets. Um, and we saw when Hopkins was out earlier uh, this season, Green was actually the player who saw his target per route run rate rise the most. He had the highest target per route run rate on the team, but I think it went a little overlooked because he didn't convert into yards as efficiently as Christian Kirk did. Uh, but he saw the bigger boost of the two. And he also is one who has a much deeper route tree. Um, he had, you know, led the team in air yards when Hopkins was out as well. So I think everything lines up well for him to be targeted aggressively downfield in this matchup. And if there's any secondary capable of boosting Green's efficiency, it is Detroit's. I just the only real question mark is how often is Arizona going to have to attack yeah. downfield? But, but when they do, it should be to Green, and I think he actually could, you know, come down with some big catches here. All right, let's talk about Van Jefferson. This game is actually going to be played on Tuesday against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have given up one touchdown to a wide receiver in their last nine games, but they did struggle with Brandon Cooks last week. It was their first game without Jamal Adams. I'm excited to start Van Jefferson, even with the the touchdown stat that I just gave. Should I be? I, I think you should be. Yeah, I think he's someone that you should uh, feel you know relatively comfortable starting um, in your fantasy playoff matchup this week. Uh, this, the Seahawks are one of the few teams that play zone as much as the Rams. Um, they've used zone over 75% of the team, one of just three teams in the NFL to do that. Um, and we've actually seen Stafford attack downfield at a much higher rate 
when facing zone, which is really unusual. He's one of the few quarterbacks who does that. His uh, average depth of target is 19% above the league average when facing zone. Um, it's actually 10% below the league average when facing man. And it was the same thing in Detroit as well. And so that brings us to Van Jefferson, who, of course, is you know the preferred option downfield, especially if Beckham's not going to play. Um, and Jefferson also has had significantly better uh, splits versus zone coverage, which, again, this is atypical for a receiver who has such a deep route tree. Um, but I think it makes sense given what we've seen from Stafford. Um, so this year in particular, he's been 26% more likely to draw target um, when facing zone coverage than man. And his route per, <laughs> yard per route run rate is up by 188% wow. uh, for zone coverage. Of course, there's some small sample sizing there. So for a larger sample size, his career splits, uh, he's been targeted on 15% of his routes versus man coverage compared to 19% versus zone. And his yard per route run rate is up um, from 0 0.8, 0.8 versus man to 1.9 uh, versus zone. And that's for his career. So it's a relatively large sample size. Um, so yeah, I, I do worry a little bit again about them needing to be aggressive through the air. They might just be, you know, running the ball with a big lead against Seattle, but if they do throw, I think Jefferson is in is it makes sense that he could, you know, be targeted at a higher rate here, given what we've seen from him and Stafford throughout their career versus zone. Well, if they are, by the way, running the ball with a big lead against Seattle, that would be bad news for Rashad Penny, the number one waiver wire pickup of the week, but that's a topic for a different day. Thank you to Jacob Gibbs and to all of you for watching and listening. Have a great weekend. Good luck in Fantasy Week 15, and we'll talk to you with all the updates that you need on Sunday morning right here on FFT and 5. <laughs>